Thank you for joining us on the coaching podcast. As part of the Sin Network, we are passionate about equipping church planters to live out the call God has placed on their lives. Join us as we talk through healthy coaching practices and why every church planter needs one. Here's your host, Dino Sinesi. Welcome to the Sin Network Church Planter Coaching Podcast. I'm Dino Sinesi, and I'm the director of coaching for the Sin Network. And welcome to the podcast today, Keith Webb. Keith is uh, from Creative Results Management. And this is a group of, of uh, people who help train and develop coaches internationally. Uh, Keith's been very significant in our role, what we've done in North America, starting Keith all the way back in February of 2015, I think it was, at you met us in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good to be with you then. It's good to be with you today. Thank you, Dino. Yeah, yeah. Glad to have you here. Think, give me some feedback on Myrtle Beach. What do you remember? I know it was a long time ago, but you're younger than me, so you should be able to remember. <laughs> oh, it was a great location. I love the uh, group of uh, coaches that you had uh, gathered up. Some of them had been coaching a bit, and some were starting off, and all of them coaching church planters or getting ready. It's exciting to um, be with people who are anxious to help other people and realize that their help can go beyond just giving people advice about what they've done and what they've experienced. And so it was great to be with you all. Yes, and and you really did. God used you there to help launch us. We were at the very beginning, and and a lot of those guys are still plugging away with us, uh, helping church planter coaches in cities from Vancouver to Washington, D.C., uh, to to Seattle and all around North America and our 32 main cities. So we are grateful to you, my friend, and I'm personally grateful for uh, my opportunity to go in uh, April of 214 in Atlanta and be trained, and uh, it's been incredibly valuable and impactful. So thank you. That segues us right into tell us a little bit of your coaching story as a missionary. Let's go back to the day. Yeah, so I started off in my uh, mission missionary experience in Japan. We were church planters there for 10 years. And uh, uh, after that, we moved to Indonesia. Um, and for five years, we lived in Indonesia. During that beginning of my Indonesia time, um, that's when God really touched me with uh, finding a new way of working with people one-on-one. Um, what had happened up to now is I'm, I'm living in this Indonesia, the largest Muslim country in the world, and I'm working with Indonesians, young Indonesians, who uh, are um, doing evangelism and um, disciple-making in this very uh, conflict-oriented society where there's lots of uh, tensions, lots of stresses, lots of of, uh, 9-11 hit right after I got there, and that was, it turned out we were living in Al-Qaeda Central, uh, where we were staying, and so it's a dangerous place to be. And as I'm working with these young Indonesians, they kept asking for my, uh, what I thought was good, my advice. They wanted to know from my experience, which I had some, uh, what they should do and where they should, uh, they would have, for example, we could head out to this village or that village and uh, we could have this kind of uh, approach to uh, how we go about what we do and talk with them uh, that way or we could do this way. And I knew better than to tell them what to do. But at the same time, as I, as I shared with them, I'd say, well, you know, some people did this and some people have done that. They were able to, they were like hound dogs, you know, they were able to sniff yeah. out what I thought was the best solution. 
And they were right because they were really good at being perceptive about what I thought. And this is very cultural. The top tell, the higher status people tell and lower status people ask questions and just do it. Well, they went off and did it and came back and then gave me full credit. I thought, man, this is great. I am so glad yeah. <laughs> that God brought me to this place where these Indonesians can understand the gifting God's given me, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, we feel like that when people, you know, we give people advice and we, we uh, um, and then they give us credit for it. We don't get a lot of kudos in, in ministry. And so when someone does, it feels really good. But it was during this very beginning time when I, this was just happening, starting to happen, that I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, Keith, your advice is going to get one of these people killed mm. or beaten or thrown out of the villages that they work in. And that kind of stuff happened during the five years that we were uh, living in Indonesia. And I realized I have got to change the way I'm working with them. I have to move from always teaching. So I taught them as a group and I facilitated learning and so on, but there's still a lot of teaching, a lot of advice, a lot of um, sharing my experience. And then when it went to one-on-one, I'd do exactly the same thing. I just share one-on-one with them and I just give them, I just teach them one-on-one. That's it. There was no difference really in the, in the um, education dynamic or the learning dynamic that happened. It was just me inputting to them, uh, me putting in. And what I realized is I needed a different way. I needed a way to help them um, for themselves, figure out what is it God's saying to them. Then together as a group, body of Christ, interpret that and then to obey it and do it. And so I started taking a different approach, and that approach uh, is called coaching. Now, coaching, everybody uses the term coaching, and it means whatever they want it to mean. Um, But for me, what coaching is really about is about drawing out from other people. It's, in a spiritual sense, it's drawing out what the Holy Spirit's put in. God's leading each one of us. And so it's, we want to tap into that as a as a coach, I want to tap in. If, you know, if you and I are working together, I want to tap into what God's saying to you. How is He leading you? What's He revealing to you in Scripture? What, what's, what? How is He directing you through the uh, people in your uh, community, your small group? Or, and, and then I want to help you to um, understand what that is, and then to obey it, to do it, and live it out. And that's a much different approach than me saying to you, hey, do you know, here's three options I've seen people do. And really the strongest is this first one here. Mm-hmm. So that would be my advice. You know, that's, that's a much different approach um, to people. It's appropriate at times. I certainly want your consulting uh, at times and you'll want mine. But at the same time, really what it gets down to is we need to figure out what God's saying and what God's doing and get on board with that. So that's how I got into coaching. Um, and from there, we developed some training, and I, I trained the Indonesians on it. Uh, they liked it, and then uh, other people started hearing about it, and then, boom, it just blossomed. And that was, uh, boy, that was about 12, uh, 14 years ago now. And um, so now we train coaching skills all over the world for ministry leaders. Yes, and God's given you an incredible platform, and you have such credibility because you weren't born a coach. Uh, and, and and I always talk about that, oh, too. Yeah. I, I wasn't born a coach. I was born a talker. I was born a teller. And so so there had to be a process in my life where I realized that my advice was not quite as great and effective as I thought it was uh, for, a, for a lot, a lot of years. And, and I would also concur with you— uh, it's not to say that, that God never used me in advising people or consulting people. I'm sure mm-hmm. that he did. I have no question that he did. 
But the reality was that there was something greater uh, in in coaching that for my wiring for what God what God wanted me to do that that changed and shifted. I do want to go back. There, there's several notes I made. Such a rich story. I wanted you to tell that story, and, and it was well worth it uh, for me. But but as I think about this, you're talking about the Holy Spirit hearing from God, uh, making decisions, obeying. Uh, sometimes it's perceived that coaching is a little bit soft. It's kind of a little bit low testosterone or a little bit like we're letting people off the hook. Could you speak to that just a little bit? Uh, uh, what's been your experience with coaching? Well, I'm not a good coach. <laughs> yeah. A good coach will make their uh, the coachee sweat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we get into areas that, uh, that uh, they haven't touched in many ways. So here's the deal. Coaching that where people get this idea that coaching might, or I mean, one place they get this idea that coaching might be soft is it feels out of control. It feels out of your control. In other words, if, if you're coaching me, Dino, you don't get to tell me what to do. And that might feel soft. And then if I don't do what you did, told me to do, right, you don't get to come down on me. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that that's one way of looking at soft. If you're looking at it from a command and control perspective, but if we're looking at it from a learning and an empowerment perspective, it really you can um, try and hold over me uh, something, whether it's a salary or whether it's uh, some sort of, of social discipline or something to get me to do what you want me to do. Uh, but really, that's what is that? Uh, that's not what we're up to, I don't think, as leaders. I don't think that that's godly servant leadership. I think godly servant leadership is about helping people to understand what God's calling them to do and then help them to do it. Now, obviously, there's, uh, there's different um, scenarios, and it looks different depending on where that person is in, in an organization, and obviously there's different amounts of freedom. But let's take a church planter. So church planter has a lot of freedom, a lot of a lot of um, uh, uh, choices that they can make as to what the church looks like, what their leadership team looks like, what their strategy looks like. All those things are open to the, that person. So for a coach to come in or, a, or somebody who's helping them come in and tell them what they ought to do, I don't know. You know, you and me, uh, Dino, we're, we're two go-for-it guys, but if you and I started churches, they would look very different. Mm-hmm. And I'd want them to look different because mm-hmm. I want it to encapsulate what you bring to it and what God's put in you and the experience that he's, um, uh, the journey he's taken you on and your team will, will be a different thing. So I don't see coaching as soft at all. Um, and so it's only soft if it, if it has to do with getting your own agenda through. Um, but when it comes to getting God's agenda through, coaching is super strong. Yeah, we like to say that coaching is a vehicle that helps church planters pursue their unique kingdom assignments. And so so it recognizes yeah. the uniqueness of what's going on in the life of a planter. It also and and I got one of these statements from you. We we can never assume as coaches that we're the only voice in the life of a planter. If that's the case, then then some of the game changes. If if I'm the only voice, then then uh, of course I'm going to feel a little codependent in that sense. I'm going to feel like a rescuer. But but there's other voices in in church planting systems, and some of those voices are are, are critical and important. In what's going on? Uh, I want to wrap up this particular podcast because I know we have church planter coaches listening and. Basically, they're new to the ballgame, 
and their their heart is for for God's mission, the glory of God, the gospel for every man, woman, and child, and they see this as a way to help. But yet they're they're new, and I wanted to reduce it down to just a. Three, maybe three tips you could give us, Keith, to say, here's how to help a new coach get better at what he's doing. Well, but three tips. Okay. So my first tip would be, um, three tips. Okay. So three tips would be, uh, the, the first one is you're not in charge of that person. They're in charge of it, of themselves. Mm-hmm. And when you start when you get that mentality, you start to behave differently towards them. Instead of trying to control them or influence them towards what you think, you start to draw out from them what God might be saying to them and what, what their experience is saying, whether you exactly like. And that's one big thing is this person, they don't need to be fixed by you. What they need is further reflection to help them work through it. So I think that's a big thing is the mindset, how you view that other person. Second thing is to ask questions rather than make statements. Mm-hmm. Ask questions to rather than make statements. The reason for that is, is their discovery is much more powerful than your teaching. So their discovery is much more powerful than your teaching. Mm-hmm. And so the problem is, is that we get all the ego strokes by teaching. We don't get very many ego strokes by asking questions. And so we don't value asking questions as much as we do making statements or teaching. But for the other person, when they get a discovery based off of it, they own it. And that's really powerful. And the third is, is to look inside the person for solutions, meaning um, everyone starts, when they start trying to solve a problem, they start looking outside of, of it. It's, let's get this software, let's get more people, or we, if we just had a bigger budget, or if we, if we just did this, it's all external. The real solutions that I find that are uh, far-reaching and revolutionary are the solutions that come in when you start, under, uh, when the uh, coachee in their mindset, in their um, paradigm, takes a shift. When they realize, ah, it's not that leader that's the problem. I'm the problem. Mm. It's how I'm dealing with this person that's causing that reaction in him. Or he's going to react that way either way, but it's how I'm reacting back that's making, that, that can change things. You see what I mean? So it's, that's a huge thing, but that's what co- when coaching starts getting internal and going into internal um, solutions, that's when it becomes very powerful. Yes, and we were talking about soft coaching. Of course, when you challenge someone to look inside themselves, it's the it's the very top of personal responsibility. Could I actually be the problem instead of this leader that I'm angry at in my church? Uh, could it really oh, yeah. be me? And so, so I got three tips. One is, and, and help me out here. One is uh, give up control, uh-huh. uh, ask questions yeah. versus making statements, and then help the planter look inside himself. That sounds yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty good. That's right. A- excellent, excellent content. Yeah, because, yeah go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because as you said, um, they may be part of the, uh, they're certainly part of the problem. They may not be the whole problem, mm-hmm. but the solution is found inside of them. In yes. other words, we can't, re- we, we don't control what other people do, but we control what we do. And so as long as we're looking for the change to happen out there, then we're weak. But when we start looking for the change to happen inside of us, 
then suddenly we become strong uh, because we become empowered to make changes because I can control my attitude, my behavior, my these things. And that's what we need to help planters do. Excellent. Keith, uh, again, thank you so much for how you have uh, helped us and how you continue to help us. We have distributed a lot of copy of your book, uh, copies of your book, The Coach Model, both digitally as well as paper, and uh, we'll continue to do that. In fact, I have an order uh, that I need to make right now. And so, But I appreciate you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your website and uh, uh, tell us how, how someone could connect with you. Yeah. Well, creativeresultsmanagement.com, all one big long phrase, uh, you can get to our training site where we train ministry leaders uh, in professional coaching skills. And right on our webpage, there's a free ebook you can download, How to Become a Professionally Trained and Certified Coach. It'll tell you what coaching is and what are the three uh, best practices in training for coaching uh, and then uh, and then how to do it. it. We speak about this generically and then at the very end, we we uh, tie in our program and how our program meets that, of course. But uh, anyway, you can download that for free. There's also a free video training, which is a, it's an hour-long um, uh, video, and it's the five benefits of coaching in ministry. And what it talks about is the it's basically what is coaching and why is it impactful. And this can be helpful for new coaches, but it's also helpful for uh, for your coachees who haven't been coached before. If they watch this, they'll understand what coaching is. And they'll understand, oh, okay, this is what I could get from coaching. Okay, oh, I'm happy to be coached, right? Then the, the other website is my blog, which is keithweb.com. And at keithweb.com, I have articles that I put out nearly weekly uh, that are on leadership and coaching topics. And uh, there's a whole library of, of uh, uh, coaching um, articles there that you can find. And just click on the the category tab coaching, you'll, they'll all just pull up. So um, love to have you visit either one of those websites. Very good. And yes, we've taken advantage of a lot of those and appreciate the resources that you offer. Uh, we here in the coaching world. So thank you so much for your time. And you're going to join us again on a future coaching podcast to talk a little bit more about the coach model. Uh, but uh, until then, uh, we thank all of you for joining us and keep coaching. You have been listening to The Coaching Podcast, a resource of the North American Mission Board. Are you a church planner in need of a coach? Visit namb.net slash coaching to learn more.